Hi, weather friends. Welcome to the Girls Who Chase podcast, stories of women in weather and storm chasing. I'm Jen. I'm a storm chaser and science communicator, and I'll be your host. Girls Who Chase is a new initiative that empowers and inspires girls and women around the world to pursue the sciences, the weather, and their passions. On this podcast, we'll bring you the badass female and female-identified voices of the storm-chasing weather and science community to raise and tackle some real-life tough questions and issues and identify solutions and paths forward. You can find out more about what we're doing at girlswhochase.com. Now, on to the show. Shannon Bolesky is a landscape photographer from Manitoba, Canada. She's been fascinated with storms since she was very young and started trying to get decent shots of lightning at age eight. She saw her first tornado in 2007 and purchased a DSLR camera right after that to start taking storm photography more seriously. In 2009, she finally got her first real shot of lightning and now has over 15 years of storm photography experience under her belt. She's a fully self-taught chaser and travels thousands of miles every year, both in the United States and Canada, to seek out and shoot storms. Tell me the story of how you started storm chasing. Well, I think everything kind of started back when I was a kid, like young, young kid. I, I can vividly remember when I was about six years old, um, you know, this dream I had. And I'm I'm thinking it it must have come from the Wizard of Oz and watching watching that because, you know, I was terrified. Um, but I remember seeing, looking out my my bedroom window and seeing these little tornadoes, and it was it was the weirdest thing too. It wasn't a regular tornado. It was like a whole bunch of little mini tornadoes, like uh, the Tasmanian Devil, and they drop from the sky and and spin around and and destroy everything in its path. Um, so there was. The, the houses across the street from me and it wiped out all the houses um, completely. Um, didn't touch us, so thankfully, but it, it was terrifying, right? Um, and then, you know, I over the years, I just grew more and more interested in, in lightning and storms and weather and um, the Edmonton tornado in, um, I don't even remember which year it is, somebody's going to hate me for that. Um, I think it was 89. Um, I, we, we were traveling to Alberta and just on a vacation and because I grew up here in Manitoba, Thompson, Manitoba, and we were traveling there and we came across these storms and it turned out that there was a tornado and we were maybe half an hour from when it hit. And I can still remember, you know, seeing these dark, dark clouds and possibly even seeing funnel clouds, um, but the winds were just insane like we we had a tow behind um camper and it was being pushed off the road um the grass was basically like wheat was flattened to the ground like it was wow. it was incredible um and i was terrified i was absolutely terrified um but as i grew older you know i wanted to learn more about it get more information about it and uh for me uh especially the photography um, I tried getting shots of lightning. I'd be standing outside in the middle of summer, you know, I think I, I was probably eight years old when I grabbed my little 35 millimeter camera and tried taking pictures of them. Um, this is up in Thompson. So we know we didn't have a ton of storms, but, um, you know, it was any chance I got, I would, you know, I'd be out there in the rain and I'd be trying to take pictures of, of lightning with my little 35 millimeter camera and processing the, 
you know, the film and that wasn't cheap back in the day. Um, so uh, uh, one day I think I was 12 years old and I actually did it. And it was, it was, I was so proud of myself. It was ISO 800 film. And so I had done a little bit of research on what I was supposed to use and um, it was, it was the coolest thing. So, um, so I was thrilled about that, but you know, over the years, I just wanted to get better and better. And then digital came along. And so I was getting digital, um, digital point and shoots. Uh, and, you know, I had once considered getting a, um, an SLR film camera. Uh, to try to shoot lightning and it was it was I think the same year or a year before to um, 2007 was kind of my turning point and I luckily had a little point-and-shoot camera with me at the time but it was uh, you know the Eli tornado so you know we had an F5 tornado touchdown and I was there for it from start to end wow. um, I was with my partner. We were on our way out to my niece's third birthday party. And, you know, we saw in the, the little ticker tape saying that there was severe thunderstorm watches in the area for the day. And, and it's like, oh, well, we better get going. There might be something on the way, right? So off we go. And, and sure enough, not even 15 minutes past the perimeter, we're, we're just driving. And then all of a sudden, we're getting struck by hail. And, you know, we're doing 110 kilometers per hour and it's like, whap, and it's like, what the heck was that? And then all of a sudden we look over and I'm like, is that a, is that a funnel cloud? And I had never really seen one that I could remember except for possibly Edmonton, but, um, you know, and I, and my partner says, no, that's a funny cloud. So sure enough, like within, within two minutes, the thing had touched the ground. It was a full on tornado. It raised back up. And, you know, I w wasn't even sure what I was in for. It was absolutely incredible. Like it was the only time I had been less worried than my partner about anything ever. Um, I was thrilled. I was, I was so excited. Um, and I had the camera and I was taking pictures and video and, and there was tons of traffic and there was like, um, there was motorcyclists that were pulled over, um, that were hopped in with semis because we had golf ball sized hail at the time. Oh gosh. So we couldn't really travel a lot. Right. Um, so we watched this thing and it, you know, we watched it for probably a good a half an hour in total. Um, so it was on the ground for a long time. We, it was getting close to closer to us. Um, and then it had, uh, we decided, okay, well, it's getting a little dangerous, getting a little bit closer to us. We didn't know what we were doing, right? We weren't storm chasers. <laughs> so we were sitting there, we're like, okay, well, maybe we should turn around. So we kind of pulled up and took a side piece and turned around for a few minutes. Um, and I've got pictures of the, the tornado in the background. It crossed the highway pretty much the same time. Wow. Um, we've got, you know, the full dust, dust, dirt swirl that's like right behind us. Um, it ended up flipping a, a semi um, at that time and hitting the flour mill. Um, by the time we had turned back around, uh, there was full on tornado still going. It was just before it, it uh, started to dissipate and left. Um, and then there was another tornado, which was ended up being an, e or an F3 in uh, Oakville, Manitoba. So, you know, my first tornado, an F5, an F3, twins, like, and we're right there, like, right there um like i couldn't ask for anything better it was absolutely incredible and thrilling and um so from there i actually bought my my first dslr camera 
um, in November of that year and then just started learning the photography and and learning more I, eventually it was more learning more about the storms and storm chasing and where I needed to be because you know I tried it for a couple of years following radar and and pretty un well somewhat successful but not not as successful as I am now um, you know and so I ended up 2015 and 2016 I ended up taking the extreme tornado tours um, and went you know did a lot of learning through there and you know storm spotter courses and you know got got as much education as I possibly could at the time and so that's where I am today I'm just you know I go down chasing for two weeks every year I go chasing here in Manitoba whenever I can you know I've got an amazing boss at work that allows me to go you know basically pick up and go whenever I need to and as long as there's no major work or major meetings I'm I'm good to go so it's uh yeah, that's where I am now. And I think I've got three cameras now on the go and <laughs> way too much, way too much. <laughs> what a send off into chasing too. I, I, I mean, to, to kick things off with an EF5, like, how do you, how do you go uphill from there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, talk about high expectations <laughs> well, and beautiful white tornado right in front of you. And, you know, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Like just, just even the, and I think that's what fascinated me was just how much it changed, how powerful it was, how like it was absolutely beautiful to me. Um, and that's what captivates me about storms. It's it's Mother Nature just being incredible. And it's so beautiful. It's destructive, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a fascinating juxtaposition for yeah. sure. Those yeah. two things. Yeah. And it so you've been shooting for a very long time photography yeah. been doing photography since you were young yeah yeah i wouldn't say that you know it was point and shoot cameras so it wasn't you know i did somewhere. i really absolutely like i really didn't get in and understand my cameras until you know i got the dslr back in 2007 and that's when i really started to learn you know all of the the technical aspects of it and you know i think i think even then i was probably shooting for four or five years before i even you know, started going manual. And that was the thing, like I was getting frustrated with my, my cameras and, and the shots it was getting, cause I was in aperture mode or shutter priority or whatever the case may be. Um, and then I just started shooting manual and just understanding the lighting conditions and what it needs to be at the time. And, um, and that's what I do now. Um, time lapses, everything else. Like I'm just changing my manual settings cause Yep. That's, it comes naturally to me now, right? So it's practice and, and learning along the way. That does seem to be the goal, right? I mean, there's so much that goes on during a chase from a photography perspective, right? You're, yeah. you, you don't always get to choose your foreground. So how do you make the best of a, a frame with a storm? And then what time of day is it? Um, changing light, low light situations motion yeah. lightning i mean my goodness yeah oh <laughs> i've had so many garbage shots <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all so many so many <laughs> so i'll i'm going to ask you a similar question but it's a different question which is why do you storm chase what is your why my why is adventure getting out living seeing mother nature she's beautiful like it's you know there's no better feeling than being out there having having that 
that warm, moist air just hit you and, you know, just seeing what you're seeing. And, and, you know, I think today too, it's, it's, it's the learning and putting the learning into, into action and, you know, being proud of yourself for, for being able to predict where, where it's going to be and being in that position or driving and getting yourself within position and, and getting the shots. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, but you still see amazing stuff and it's, it's a thrill. Like I don't, a lot of people get the adrenaline from it. I don't get the adrenaline, maybe a little bit from lightning, but from storm chasing, I don't get the adrenaline. It's, um, you know, it's just the beauty of it that just captivates me. It's amazing. And it's a feeling of peace too, right? It's, you know, getting out on the open road. There's something about that. Like it's relaxing to me, you know, with this whole COVID thing too, it's, you know, I've been working from home and, and the one thing I missed was driving into work. I didn't, you know, not being at work, at work, at work, but, you know, just the drive there, it was 45 minutes of just, except for in the city, you know, being on the highway and just that peace and just that break. Cause here at home, I don't get a huge break. So it's just, you know, I'm constantly go, go, go. And it's for me, it's, it's just being and seeing some of nature and just being on the road and, and that sense of peace. It's interesting. It's that's also a fascinating juxtaposition to me, especially the way you describe it, because I know for me and then several folks I've discussed it with, we all leave with a bit of a feeling of Zen yes. after a chase. And you would yep. think it would be the opposite because because of the adrenaline and um, how chaotic things can be yeah. while, while a chase is occurring. Um, and yet we we find some peace yeah in in that and it, well, it and comes energy. from different places probably and, and oh absolutely and energy like i think i've i can't remember what my saying is on my website but you know harness the energy from from mother from mother nature like it's absolutely incredible just the you know going out for shooting the aurora and stuff it's like you know you get home at like two three o'clock in the morning and you're you're exhausted the next day right I mean, on a storm chase, we will be chasing till 1030 at night, have a six and a half hour drive home. You know, we're getting home at six, seven o'clock in the morning and just still, still high on energy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's hard to explain, right? It's. Yet it makes total sense for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's worth it. It's like, you're you're exactly where you're supposed to be. There's yes. no resistance. Yeah, absolutely. In those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Girls Who Chase podcast listeners. It's Jen, host of the podcast and founder of Girls Who Chase. If you've ever thought to yourself, I'd love to start storm chasing, but I have no idea how to get started. Believe me, you're not alone. We've been hearing this over and over since we launched in early 2022, and I've thought a lot about how we might be able to help. After all, our mission is not just to inspire and empower, it's to equip as well. Today, I've got some exciting news for you. We've put together a virtual Storm Chase training we'll be offering Saturday, March 4th, 2023, that I'm calling Spring Training. And yes, the pun is intended. Just like in baseball, 
We'll gather every spring to shake off the rust, refresh our skills, and get ready to hit a home run. Spring training, which we're providing in partnership with the leading meteorology education organization, Comet's MetEd program, will provide foundational, operational, and accessible information and training material for storm chasers at all levels, from those who want to begin their chase education or brush up on the basics, to more advanced chasers wanting to learn more in depth about specialized topics. Spring training speakers are experts within their fields, and the training is an opportunity to learn from them in depth, in addition to offering interactive opportunities to ask questions and chat with chasing veterans. If you're wondering, yes, you can afford this. This event will always be held virtually and remain affordable. Girls Who Chase is a global community and we believe strongly in making science and learning accessible to everyone without the constraints of travel or financial hardship. And we're offering an additional early bird discount if you register by December 31st, 2022. And if you can't make it on March 4th, don't worry. We'll be recording all presentations and they'll be made permanently available to registrants. For all the details, including topics, speakers, and the schedule, please go to girlswhochase.com slash spring training. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. What does being a girl who chases mean to you? So I struggle with this question, and I think it's because I haven't had a lot of experiences that some others have had in the chasing community um, being a girl. Um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, as I'm older now, that I hope I'm a little bit of an inspiration to others who are coming in. Um, you know, there's not a lot of women who are chasers in, in the community. And, and I think I love what you're doing with this because it, it brings light to what we're, what we're capable of, what we can do. Um, and I think for me, my biggest thing about being a girl chasing, besides hoping to be an inspiration for others, is the safety um, and bringing light to that. Because uh, I know, you know, as a girl, like I'll spend the night in my truck and not feel safe. I'll be out by myself and I'll be approached by guys at two, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it's scary because, you know, a, a guy can overpower me very quickly. Um, and I think it's it's bringing light to to that as well. So, you know, other male chasers can help, you know, and, you know, education yeah. is powerful, right? Um, so I, I hope that, you know, that's one thing that girls who chase can help with um, and educate, you know. I hope I can help to educate others. I'm, you know, I, I, I think I'm a decent chaser, <laughs> but you, you know, think, I, huh? <laughs> I think, I think, um, but you know, I don't have a lot of the technical knowledge. Um, you know, I, at heart, I'm a photographer, right? Um, so that's my thing. So whatever I can do to help and, and help grow more, more girls who chase into the community, um, I'm more than happy to help with. So. Well, and you've been great about that so far, I think, just in terms of sharing things you know, being willing to talk about your photography. I mean, you did that Zoom workshop a while back on editing. And it, that's stuff like that is so incredibly helpful because the tools we use are, are complex and for a lot of folks, I think, very overwhelming, myself included. Yeah. So 
learning that from someone who very clearly has mastered that skill set. I mean, your editing skills are next level on your Thank photography. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I think it is, it, it makes a huge difference uh, when folks are, are willing to step forward and, and share what they know and aren't proprietary about it. Um, and I think the other thing too, I'm just gonna, I'll just share my opinion. I think your approach to chasing your, your positivity in the community, the way that you encourage people, who you are as a person has also made an enormous difference in the chase community. And, and it does, people notice these things. <laughs> it changes the tone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you. Well, and, that. and that's one thing is, is, you know, there's so much negativity and there's so much like, especially in WX Twitter, like, I, my God, <laughs> um, you know, I try to nope. stay out of that and the drama as much as possible, just because it's, you know, it is negative. It's draining. You know, yeah. like I go on Twitter and it's just like, I really don't want to be here. Right. So I'll throw out a little positivity every now and then to help, it's great. help bring it up. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, it, it helps. It really does. And I do, I think especially I'm noticing this, the longer I'm part of the community um, and the more I just kind of continue to observe dynamics, those of us who are a little bit older, um, and, you know, have rounded lives and things going on. I think there's a sense of responsibility about who we are on mm -hmm. online and what we bring to the Chase community and who we show ourselves to be as people, because it's not necessarily that we're lo looked up to per se, but I think that it matters yeah. on Absolutely. some level. Absolutely. And I think too, um, one thing that I've, I've mentioned to you before and that, you know, I'll, I'll be moving forward with very, very soon here, um, is that sense of responsibility. Like you mentioned, it's, you know, as a chaser, um, you know, I feel a little bit of a sense of, of responsibility, just, you know, figuring out, figuring out my values and, and who I am, you know, where I want to be. And, as a storm chaser, you know, I keep thinking back to the Scarf tornado. I wasn't on it. Um, you know, I, I misforecasted that one. Um, and, uh, you know, relied on, on others I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, but, you know, two teenagers were killed in that. And it, you know, that really touched home. And it was like, is there something else I can do? Is there something I can do? as a storm chaser with my knowledge to help that in the future. And, and I think for myself, it's education. It's educating, you know, school age children, bringing that back to their parents, um, who's gonna push that forward, right? And, you know, hopefully it'll save a life one day. And I think as a storm chaser, you know, we're, we're bringing videos and images um, and, and sharing, you know, real time, reports on what's going on and that's all good but i feel like i need to do more um and that sense of, of responsibility is definitely there and i i hope more people in the future is gonna you know take realize of of what they they're you know doing on wx twitter and you know the negativity and and switching that around and bringing that sense of responsibility in as well so absolutely yeah well and that's why I think there's been a, a hard shift to focus more heavily on education and in particular safety education. And yeah. 
having a platform that's an aggregate of a variety of different types of expertise, I think also lends some credibility where each one of us, it's important, but when we bring it all together and it's, it's a platform sharing these messages, I think that also really helps make a dent. Absolutely. So we'll see, Absolutely. we'll see what we can all pull off here over the yep. next Absolutely. <laughs> little while. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's continue on the same vein around girls chasing. So what, what do you think are some challenges that are unique to being a female chaser, if any? I think um, the notoriety, I think we've seen that with your, you know, even with your volcano photos and the mansplaining and, you know, yeah. um, all that kind of fun stuff that goes along with it. A lot of, um, a lot of females, you know, are, are not taken seriously. Um, that's one big thing. I know for myself personally, I haven't seen a lot of that. Um, however, what I have seen is I, I've mentioned it before the safety issues, um, you know, and like the, the one story I have just from this past summer was, um, I was on that North Dakota storm and, you know, we were on our way back. I was, you know, I was in a vehicle by myself and I was just got back over the border and just passed a campground and another forerunner had, had gone in front of me and caught up to him very quick. And he, uh, he was doing 80, 80 in a hundred zone. I was doing a hundred, 112, so a little bit of speeding. Uh, <laughs> that's it just happens. me. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> um, and uh, so he, uh, so I passed him and then he was immediately on, on my butt. And, you know, it was like, I ended up slowing down a little bit just to see, okay, well, pass me. If you, you know, you want to pass, you want to go that fast, pass me. And he wouldn't. Um, so it was a little concerning, um, you know, and then uh, it was probably about 20 minutes later, we turned off onto uh, uh, Highway 3 and I pulled over because I knew the Northern Lights were probably out. So I pulled over and figured I'd stop to check it out. And, you know, sure enough, they were. And I checked it out for a few minutes and just stayed in my vehicle. He turned off at the same time, except he kept going. So I was thankful for that. And then, um, you know, I probably, you know, about seven minutes later, I got going and off again. And not even two minutes later, there he was on the side. He pulled, uh, Ahead, he was pulled on the left-hand side into an, an encroachment and ended up coming out right in front of me and turned turned onto the road in front of me. So he was blocking me. He was going, you know, he'd do anywhere from like 100 to, to 80 and kind of up and, and down. And he was breaking every now and then. That was really, it was just really odd. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pass this guy. I'm going to stay behind him. Like he was obviously sitting there waiting for me. Um, you know, and, you know, I usually carry, you know, some bear spray. Um, I, I've got Fat Tony, which is my, my, my lovely uh, tactical knife that I, I carry with me and, and usually in my pocket just in case, um, you know, but it's, it's these things being a female chaser that you got to worry about. Like, yeah. it's unsettling. It's very yeah. unsettling. And, you know, I just continuing on with that, he, um, he eventually turned off. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to pull down just a, a little gravel road, farm road kind of a thing. And um, was shooting the Northern Lights for a few minutes. And it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
and all of a sudden farmer joe and his his buddy shows up and and i don't know about farmer joe but his buddy in the passenger seat was pretty hammered and that's you know that's unnerving for yeah for a female chaser being out there you know um you know i've got like i said i've got the stuff with me but you know i'm pretty powerless compared to a 300 pound 250 pound guy that works out you know it's it's one of those yep. things and it's kind of scary but you know at what what do you do to keep yourself um or have the community help to keep keep you safe right and i think part of that is the education and you know but it, it being a girl it's scary <laughs> and yeah. i don't think that people even realize that right you know having two incidents being out in the middle of the night how many guys are scared of being out in the middle of the night shooting with their camera right None. yeah like i've had <laughs> i've had you know other people show up at three o'clock in the morning with their their big trucks go four by fouring and almost hit a camera of mine you know it's 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 scary being alone sometimes so yeah. so yeah 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 it's one of those things where um there's always a like a permanent line of thought in the back of my mind i think that's always kind of assessing my environment and the people around me mm -hmm. just to make sure that and, and i think we just develop that as women um as a, as a defense mechanism and as far as i can tell most men don't have that at all and so it's it is talking about what that experience is like and the additional things that we have to worry about yeah uh, absolutely that, that is critically important yeah because yeah shooting at night is that's a big one yeah well even you know honestly like i live uh rurally and so many women have disappeared while going for a walk in rural manitoba so it's that's always a constant concern too right it's being a woman and then being a woman chasing you know you're out in the middle of the night yeah. you know shooting and by yourself and sleeping in the back of your vehicle like i a lot of the time will just pick a, a farm road and you know lock it up and and hope i'm safe you know yeah. hope nobody comes by and does the unthinkable so yeah 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 we should probably have another session about that mm -hmm. here at some point soon maybe when we get into spring a little bit more. Yeah. What would you say is the best life lesson chasing has taught you? Get out and live, just do it. Just get out and do it. Um, you know, it's uh, hopefully not going to get too emotional here, but um, I, when I, so 2015 was when I, I took the first tour and kind of really kicked things off. Um, but it was also just before I turned 40. Um, and my dad had passed when he was 50 of lung cancer. And I think when I hit 40, it was that, that period of time where it, it makes you realize, like, I've got 10 good years to live. Like, I haven't really lived yet. Right. And it was it was that that I think really solidified that. And, you know, going out chasing every year, like it's it's such a feeling like it just you feel so alive. Right. And you get so much energy from it that, you know, that's one of my biggest things coming from from chasing and and, uh, you know, 
as I get older too, you know, like I've got my, in my head, I've got another good three years to go. <laughs> I've got more. I know I've got more, but I think, you, you know, do. It's, it's one of those things that it's just, it's always in the back of my mind that, you know, it's, it, it, it means more, right? It's, you know, I've lived, but now I've really lived. I, I can say that I've done so many things. I've had so many adventures. I've met so many amazing people that it just, you know, if I die today, I die happy. Um, and, you know, I always say to, to my family and friends, you know, like if I go out shooting, I'm shooting lightning and I get close to lightning. Um, you know, if I get hit by lightning and die, I die happy. Just know that. Right. And they're like, please don't. And I'm like, I'll do my best not to. But you never know. You never know. <laughs> it's uh, that's I mean, that's so true. Right. It's like when it's yeah. your time, when you're doing the things that, you know, are maybe not the safest necessarily, yeah. but at the same time, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly. then so be it. <laughs> exactly. Love that. <laughs> what important lessons have you learned that you wish you'd known when you started or you'd want to share with others? I think the biggest thing for me would be the learning aspect and learning more sooner. Um, you know, there's so much now on YouTube that wasn't there when I first started, but I, I wish I would have taken more time to, to learn more while I could, um, you know, I didn't always put myself first and, and I think that's important. Make sure you take the time for you and what you need to do. I think the other thing is, is getting out and doing the tours sooner. Um, I think after, after I shot the, uh, the Eli tornado and was in the middle of that, you know, I think I needed the time to learn my camera at the same time, but, you know, I would have liked to have gone out sooner and, and done that a lot sooner. So if you get the urge, just do it, just go and, and do whatever, you, whatever it takes to, to follow your passion. Right. I know it's like, I look back on all of that too, how long it took me to get out on a tour and I'm like, what are we waiting for? Yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. Um, but I think the good news is once you do make that jump, you start to strengthen that muscle. Mm -hmm. You listen to yourself more. At Absolutely. least I found that uh, in this volcano scenario that, <laughs> that just happened, right? I yeah. caught myself a lot sooner and said, oh, no, no. You know, you're just not sitting this one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can make it happen, make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and I think too, I think, you know, with, with social media and, you know, even the podcasts like this, that really wasn't around when I first was interested. Right. So yeah. I think this, you know, the sharing and the importance of that is, is bringing that all forward as well. So so kudos to you um, and, <laughs> it, you know, it's so important. It really is. And, you know, it's, I, I think one of the other lessons I learned as well um, with the Aurora anyways, was um, that shot I got in 2013. Um, and I think that probably kicked, kicked off a lot too, was that, that shot with the Aurora and the meteor, the fireball that went through it, that was like a one in a million shot, you know, it was, I had flip-flopped, it was like minus 23 out and it was like, oh I flip-flopped so many times and it was, you know, it was, I think a 45 minute drive just to get there. And I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of tired. Well, I don't know if I want to go. 
I'm like, you know what, screw it, just go, right? And so sure enough, I went and, you know, everybody else was packing up and, and leaving, like my friend was leaving at the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to spend, you know, the Aurora just started, I'm going to spend another, you know, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever to, to shoot. And I was going to be by myself. And I'm like, okay, let's do this, right? <laughs> I'm here, might as well. And then all of a sudden, it just happened. And, you know, it was just like, what the heck was that? Like, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was some kind of military flare or something just because of how green it was. Like it was wow. just, and it was just like bursting. And it's like, what the heck was that? And my friend's like, did you get that? And I'm like, yeah, it's still going. Like I was on an eight second exposure set up for a pano and um, yeah. And then I got it. And, you know, from that, I just learned like whenever you're doubting yourself of going, just go, just do it. Right. And I think, I think that's one of the things it's, it's, you know, just go, just do live. Right. Yeah. It's worth risking failure and making the mistakes because they will happen. (laughs) Not every, not every trip out is going to be some amazing experience, but it's always an adventure. (laughs) But when it is, you're there for it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Your, your end goes up significantly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you have any particular tips, uh, most especially for other female chasers, but chasers in general, that you think would be useful to share? I think the education, get out there, learn, learn as much as you can. There's so much out there today. Ask questions. No, no question is a stupid question. Ask anybody, you know, and if one person shuts you down or turns you away, go somewhere else. Um, you know, there's a ton of people out there with so much help that they want to give, you know, um, like I know so many people now that, you know, would be willing to give me advice, would be willing to give pretty much anybody. But, you know, honestly, the biggest thing is if you want to learn, get out there and learn. Um, you know, it's don't hold yourself back, right? Um, go on storm chasing tours. Like they're not cheap, but oh my God, they're worth it. The amount that you learn. Um, and see, like, you know, I, I try not to get too, too close, but I mean, in 2016, we had 24 tornadoes in five days. It was absolutely incredible. Best life experience. Right. And it was the learning and we were, you know, 50 to a hundred yards from each one of them. Like, you know, you can't get any better than that. You can't. And it just, you know, and that helps solidify you know, what you want to do, what, you know, what you want to see, how far away you want to be like, and it's, you know, it's a personal thing, right? Nobody can tell you how to chase, what to do, um, except be safe. That's all I have to say. Be safe. Keep <laughs> yeah, everybody else safe. Start, yeah. <laughs> you may not want to start with a hundred yards from a tornado. Maybe yeah. back yeah. off just a bit. <laughs> well, and don't blow stop signs, pay attention, you know, yeah. like, go with somebody, right? That was one of my things like here, there's not a lot of people to go with. So, you know, find somebody, you know, make friends, right? Um, you know, that's, I think those are the the most valuable tips I can give, you know, yeah. make it happen, make it happen. And just to temper expectations, I went out on chase tours and saw <laughs> zero tornadoes. <laughs> so, 24 tornadoes is not always a 
fair no, outcome no, to not. expect. <laughs> but it's fantastic that it happened for you. Oh, absolutely. And I completely agree. They're a great way to kind of dip your toe in. I think in my case, I had never chased before, but had a sneaking suspicion that's what I should be doing. And it was such a, uh, I was, I guess I would say stress-free way to try it, yeah. right? Do you yeah. like sort of the ebb and flow of chase travel? Um, are you interested once you're on a storm, right? And I was uh, from start to finish just asked nonstop questions and was fascinated even though we didn't yeah. see much. But on one of my tours, uh, we were chasing and there was a guy sitting next to me reading the paper. I, I'm not even kidding. I, you should have wow. seen my face. Um, and maybe it was just the, like the travel part of it, but we were on a storm yeah. and he was reading the paper and I was like, maybe this is, he was done. You. He was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen one. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> holy moly. So yeah, agree. If that, if that is something that's affordable, great. Um, if not, then definitely, yeah. Finding someone. Um, who might be willing to to take you out just to kind of give you a chance to see things safely and check it out for yourself, see if you like it. Because yeah. there's, it's not just the chasing, obviously. I think, you know, media gives us the impression that we go out to chase and it's just hours of storms and tornadoes and, you know, nonstop fantasticness. Yeah. No. But actually, you know, um, Jennifer Brindley always says it's 90% driving and 10% chasing and oh, I'm not even at sure least. that 10% is accurate. Yeah, I was going to say like, and that was one thing, like I always loved driving. So, you know, that aspect of it, like I love getting out and seeing yeah. the adventure. You never know what you're going to come across. Totally. Right? Yeah. Especially out in the plains. Holy moly. Just yeah. endless entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, what was it? 2018. Um, I ended up driving. What was it? 30, 36 hours within four, like 48 hours or something like that. Um, between getting from Oklahoma to, um, I think I ended up in South Dakota and then chasing around Kansas and Nebraska and then coming back and driving all like, I, wow. I, I spent one night in a hotel. I arrived back at like 7am or something like that. Like it was just, you know, and I love the driving. I love just, it's relaxing. Like I said, right. It's, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, for anybody starting out, offer to be a driver, you know, for somebody who wants to chase. Cause I know that's one thing that's always, you know, for me, it's like, can you drive? <laughs> like, oh, right. Um, yeah. And being able to, to drop everything at the, the drop of a hat. Right. Um, you know, cause I've, I've got tons of people who want to go chasing with me, but it's like, an hour before we leave, it's like, can you go? It's like, no, I've got this or I've got that, right? Same. Yeah. So, yep. uh... <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I think that people often don't realize is um, we don't control the weather. Yep. And sometimes we don't know that far yep. in advance, or it's sort of like one ingredient can change the whole thing, can make or break. Yep. And yep. There are times where I've gone to bed the night before thinking I've got a fantastic chase day and I'm going to this location, you yeah. know, this is my target area in the Nebraska Panhandle and I wake up the next morning and the whole thing has gone to crap. Yeah. And or vice I mean, versa. 
or, or vice, vice versa. versa right yeah. or <laughs> i'm not actually going to the nebraska panhandle i'm going to southwest kansas yeah <laughs> instead right exactly um, i mean it just and and yeah the folks who say they want to chase don't understand that that means they really do need to be ready to leave yep. within an hour um sometimes yep. because that's yep. that's just how well, it and here like we've got four you know four four and a half hour drive to get into saskatchewan so it's you know you have to you got to leave by a certain time and it's like yep. you got to make that decision so like you said like sometimes the mornings it's like okay things are coming together really good it's like do i go do i not it's like yes yep. go go yep. go <laughs> yeah just yep. go <laughs> <laughs> totally um and the last and most important question, where can folks find you and your amazing work? That's the easy part. <laughs> I love it. Um, so people can find me pretty much on all social media platforms as Shanbill, S-H-A-N-N-B-I-L. Um, people can email me, Shanbill at hotmail.com. I've got my YouTube channel under Shannon Bolesky. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, I'm pretty much everywhere. Instagram, um, I'm, I'm around. <laughs> so uh, my, my web, my website itself is Signature Exposures. Uh, so www.signatureexposures.com. And I'm hoping to get a storefront on that soon to sell images and stuff. So awesome. So we'll see what happens in the new year. See what I can come up with. Look forward to that. Might, I might need one of those hanging on my wall here pretty soon. Oh, I would love to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and, and for sharing uh, your passion and joy for chasing. It, it's always a delight to talk chasing with you and um, and hopefully we'll, we'll see you out on the plains here pretty Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, you know, thank you for Girls Who Chase. I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. And, you know, I only look forward to seeing what, where you go with it. So thank you. Today's episode was recorded and edited by me, Jen Walton. Our music is by Storm Chaser Lori Bailey in collaboration with artist Ines Lobo. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can follow us at Girls Who Chase on Instagram and Twitter to hear about our upcoming events and see storm photos and videos from our badass contributors. You can support this initiative by donating or by becoming a Patreon member, where you'll get exclusive access to storm chasing content, forecasting information, and merchandise. You can find links to all of these at girlswhochase.com and in the show notes signing off for now. We'll see you under a mezzo.